Uh, Mary, just so you know, we have been in the Psalms, I think this is going on forever. Uh, we've been taking one Psalm at a time, except for Psalm, uh, except for Psalm, what was it? Psalm 119, we did that, that took a, that took a while, right Jim? That took a couple, a couple days. And so, uh, Ethan, will you go back one, just one slide? I wanted to just really, th- I, I was thinking about this this week, it's, I, this this picture of one, Hangar 128 is an apartment complex in South Everett. I used to drive by all the time. And actually, I took this picture when I would act. This is the way the Psalms have worked for this entire time. So I took this picture probably four years ago. The idea of it was um, I, I would look for local numbers to kind of represent each Psalm. And as I was doing it, God was saying, look for grace, my grace in the same way. Sometimes, yes, ma'am. Well, I tried. Some of them I didn't, like 116. I, that's just like Lecrae, 116, right? So um, some of these, but yeah, one time like my total came up to like 135. And so I, I'm like, hey, just $1. keep that there. $1.35. $1. Take that picture. So, so there's some that I didn't, there's some that I, I couldn't find, but most of them, yeah. And so it would be in this area and I would like look. And so as I was took this picture, I was actually coming home from a meeting with my friend Joe, and Joe, uh, some of you guys know Joe, and he's, he's an awesome dude, and it was funny because what we're talking about in this psalm is actually uh, what I've talked to him about like a hundred times, so it seems ironic to me that we're, we're here, we've talked about blessings a lot, Joe and I have, and so um, if you ever think of Joe, you can pray for him, I love Joe, so hi, and so um, anyway, but as we get into this, we are in the Psalms of Ascent. And these Psalms of Ascent are, are their pilgrim songs, or even like you can call them uh, like the Psalms of a traveler. And the original travelers of this Psalm would have been on their way to Jerusalem, to the hill called Zion, was where the temple was, and that, that was where they thought God's presence was. And so they would go there, and they would go to celebrate God's gifts. And But what, they, what it was, it was at the end of a harvest season, so they would have celebrated for God's gift of provision this last year and then like recognized it, said, thank you. And God, will you also bless us for this provision in the year to come? They would have done all sorts of cool celebrations, these water ceremonies and light ceremonies. And it would have just been a week of, of like um, a week of celebration. And they, they during this tabor, uh, this when they would, pr- would have prayed this, they were living in tents. So it was very evident that they were pilgrims, right? That they were on their way. And I would say this, like, we, during this time, the Psalms of Ascent are taking us right up to Easter. Like, we're going to, even for Palm Sunday, it's going to be one of the Psalms of Ascent. And it's taking us right into Easter's. And so in a way, we're kind of like traveling the Psalms of Ascent as pilgrims as well on our way to Easter. This is, the, this is the great celebration that we have as Christians. We don't celebrate all the Jewish holidays, although some of them seem pretty fantastic. And I wish that uh, we could, I guess. I just don't know how to do it. So, but as we get closer to this, this celebration of Easter, we too can look back over this last year. We need to do this. We need to look back over this last year. Thank God for His many blessings. Even as like I was trying to seek out his grace through all these different numbers and, and like and look at all these ways, like we get to dissect and go, where is our grace where I might not have seen it before? And then we can also look to the future and ask for more. 
And then in that, we can ask for blessing. So will you guys please stand with me as we just pray Psalm 128. You guys uh, are going to pray the bold, and I will pray the non-bold. Uh, Psalm 128, a song of ascent. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed, and it shall be well with you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Blessings are happy things, are they not? They're good things, and you know what we get to do? Ask for them. We get to ask for them. Um, This prayer, it's interesting, Psalm 128, I didn't even know it, has been a prayer of mine since 2014, where it just kind of concreted, it came home. It was January of 2014 when my dad passed away. And so, and he was 66 years old. At the time, I was 36. And about, um, during that time, about a month, I I just wanted long life. I was like, I want to live longer than 30 more years. Like I was just, it became very real. Not only that, a month later, we found out that Mo was pregnant with Ezekiel. And in that, it struck me that my dad was not going to get to meet Ezekiel. And it was, it was one of those things where that was, it, it was kind of heartbreaking. And I, in that, I just began praying this prayer. God, I want more than just 30 more years. I want to live to be 80, which has always kind of been my goal because I want to be married for 50 years. And so I didn't get married till I was 30, 30 plus 50, 80. So I want to live beyond 80 years old. And so, um, and I want to live, but more than that, I want to live to see my grandkids, all of them. Like uh, the, the, the whole kit and caboodle, I would love to see all of them. And maybe even like, like great-grandkids, if God will, wills it. That would be fantastic. Not, they don't need to get going anytime soon, but I'm just saying like, if I want to be here for a long time, and this is what I've been asking God for a long life. How many of us have asked God for long life? Yeah, some of us. So, somebody, look, we're such a Seattle. No, no, I actually don't mind if Jesus just comes back right now, which is true. I don't mind if he doesn't, but I don't know the number of my days. I have no clue how long I'll live, but what I can do in the meanwhile is fear the Lord and follow him each and every day. Each and every day I get to follow him. This long life that I want is to be lived out kind of like this. Step by step by step, small steps, just keep going, just keep walking. Every day will add up and it will add up and I just get to do this. Each day will build on the other until Jesus calls me home. And I think that this this prayer prays that for us is that we get to walk in the fear of the Lord and then he's going to take care of the rest. Jesus came because he wants to give us life. Amen. He, he desires what we desire. Well, not apparently not this crowd, but like what most humans in the world desire, which is life and longevity. He wants to give this to us. And the way that we go about living life to the fullest is simply by following him in his ways. Those who desire to be first in God's kingdom are last, right? 
And so he even sets up, Jesus shows us this because he gives us life from his death. And we knew that, uh, he knew that if he went through with the cross and all that was associated with it, that he would win life for us. That he would win life for us. And this was, Hebrews tells us that this was his joy in that to bless us in this way. Jesus said it is more, this is what we teach our kids all the time, it is more blessed to give than receive. And the blessed way to be blessed in God's kingdom is is by giving. Is by giving. Um, I think that's one reason why at Grace and Mercy we've just always given away money. And you know what? Like we've been tight at times, but God's always provided for us. And so we just like to give away what, what we can. And those who walk in Jesus' ways, those who fear him, are the ones who are blessed, according to this prayer. And this is the prayer of someone who has counted the cost, who's counted the cost. It's not like, God, will you just bless me? But they've looked and go, no, those who fear the Lord, those who fear the Lord, those who walk in his ways, they will be blessed. And this prayer, it's not flippant. In one commentator said this, it's addressed to those who with all seriousness are devoted to Yahweh and his ways. He who fears Yahweh's, Yahweh recognizes God as the living reality that is to be feared. He is his subjects, he subjects his entire life to the obedience and service of Yahweh and walks in his ways. The fear of the Lord, I, I often read when you read fear of the Lord, it's not the same as like fear of spiders, right? It's not like it's not like just freaking out, it's not being scared of heights, that's my thing. But we um we aren't necessarily scared of God because he's so loving to us and he's so kind to us and he's so giving to us. We don't come before God and, oh, dear Jesus, please. Like, we can go, God, we can walk into his throne room with confidence because of the way that fear works and it's a little bit differently. And we aren't necessarily scared of him, but we are needful and aware of putting him in his rightful place. That he is above us. And that putting him as the leader, not that we're like, God, will you just follow me in whatever way I want to go? No, but then, but allowing God to be God rather than us trying to play God with our lives or with other gods. Like we just get to let God be God. And, and that's how we fear him, is allowing him to be there and, and walking it out seriously, taking it serious. Um, we fear God, or at least the proof of us fearing God is in our steps, in our everyday life. Each and every day we take shows whether we fear God or not. And if we're honest, there are moments when we fear Him, right? And if we're honest, there are moments when we just don't. It shows, though, over the course of a life, it shows if we are devoted to Him or not. And this prayer is prayed by one who is not just after blessings, Right? It's not like, God, I'm just here for the blessings. No, but it's by someone who's counted the cost. And we know that like Jesus, we must die to self and just follow him. This is a serious thing. And our lives will show the extent that we are willing to follow him. Right? Step by step by step can show how much we love Jesus and fear him. And when we walk in his ways, that is what the fear of the God looks like. Just simply following him, sticking it out. Sticking it out over, over a life. 
And as we learn, we are following, we, as we learn to fear him, we are learning uh, essentially Micah 6, 8. He says this, it says, he has told you, O man, what is good? What's the, what's the way to walk? And what the Lord requires, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. This is what it looks like as we learn to follow Jesus. We get to work towards justice in this world. We get to work towards justice. That could be social justice. That could be justice in your house. That could be justice anywhere you go. We get to look at it and go, not, we're not the judge. We're not the judge. So it's not like we get to pronounce judgments on everybody. That's not what I'm saying. But we get to walk and serve people in a way that is just. And then we get to love kindness and walk in humility, which means that we get to consider others better than ourselves and put their needs before ours. And as we grow in the fear of the Lord, we realize that this life that we're living isn't easy. And it doesn't make much of us. It doesn't promote us. It's not a self-promoting life. It is a life of service with the gifts that God has given each one of us. He's given us all different gifts to all different measures. And that means the way that you fear God and the way that you will do it uh, looks a little bit different than the way that I'm going to do it. You guys don't have the same giftings that I do. Well, maybe some of you do. And, but, um, and maybe some of you don't. I don't know. And you guys have different gifts that you get to use all for the promotion of Christ and walking with Him day in and day out in your life. And so it'll look different. But you know what won't? We get to gather on Sundays, gather under the banner that Jesus has for us, and His banner over us is love. And we get to take the route that God has for us. Right? We get to try to follow Jesus with all that we are. And I say this, I say this because I've found so many times in church and in uh, Christian writing in particular that people are like, this is the way that you need to serve God in this way. Do this, this, and this, and then you'll, and then you'll be good. But you know what? The Holy Spirit's alive in you speaking into your life, and you get to walk where God has for you, not where some author has that they've figured out to serve. And so we get to do this and just walk with Jesus in, into the life that we give. And I'll say this for another reason. All the church planting guys and gurus, they always said, do this, 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 then this. The Holy Spirit told me to do different things. And I found it ironic that it was always not one church planter or pastor that ever has helped me, well, there's a couple, but that, and they're my friends to this day, has asked, what is the Holy Spirit asking you to do? How can I help that and nurture that? No, they're like, this is how you draw a crowd. This is how you do this. This is how, and I'm like, no, God's just asked me to be faithful. And he's asked me to take it one step at a time. And if we do that, if we do that, there will be blessings. Blessing some, maybe even like that, that slide, maybe some are hard to see. But we don't serve to get blessed. Blessing is simply a byproduct of a life lived for Jesus. Jesus is not, he's not a gambling device, right? Where you just keep putting coins in and one of these days, maybe the jackpot's going to hit. He's not a genie where you can just conjure him up and ask for blessings. He's not a magician that's like Harry Potter, like poof, like it just happens. That's not the way it works. And he's not someone that we get to boss around. I think of like the, even if we pray in Jesus' name, you've got to rain this down on my life. That's, 
I have not seen how that works. Even if they get blessings, I don't know if that's how it happens. But we don't use Jesus. This is not how that whole blessing things work. We serve, always attempting to keep our heart true and pure towards Christ as we strive to follow him. And then, you know what? We leave the outcomes up to him. And then his outcomes, with his outcomes come blessing. And I think it's tempting that, to think that we can do something to get God's blessings. How many have tried that? Yeah, like no one raises their hand. Come on. You've tried to do stuff to get God's blessings. Like if we pray hard enough, how many of you guys have like not had a prayer time in the morning? And you're like, I wonder if that's why my day went bad. <laughs> like, okay. Or, or if like, if we don't fast enough or go to church enough or read our Bible or enough or serve the poor enough or so on and so on and so on. All of this is good stuff that we get to do and we get to participate, but none of it is how we earn blessings from God. Amen. Eugene Peterson says, there are no tricks involved with getting in on this life of blessing and no luck required. Amen, right? We walk step by step in his ways. Whether God makes little of us or God makes much of us makes no difference. We simply follow him. And in that, we will be assured that there will be hard times. That's what much of the Psalms has spent a lot of time dealing with. But you know what we do? We still walk with Jesus. In fact, I think blessings don't always look like what we think they look like. Um, how many of us have ever gotten fired? Raise your hand if you've ever been fired. That's a few of us. Did your dad fire you? Yeah, yeah, you got fired. So... How many of us felt like that firing was a blessing? Yeah, okay, so a couple of us, you guys knew ahead of time. I have never felt like it was a blessing. I've been fired more times than I would like to admit. So, um, and at the time of firing, it doesn't necessarily feel like a blessing, but as you continue to follow Jesus, you can look back and see what maybe they meant for harm for you. Or maybe what you thought was out to destroy you. Jesus is using for his good. To shape you and mold you more and more into his image. Or maybe whether you fail over and over and over and over and over again. That's me. I don't know how many times I succeeded. At least once when I married Mo. But that's about it. So, But we get to keep getting up and keep trying Keep walking with Jesus. And you know what? It may look like a failure, but again, if we're following Jesus, it'll turn out well for those who follow him. It just will. Or even in, in death, I think like I think of this like, this is actually where it came from in my heart and in my mind. The death of my dad was one of the hardest things I've ever gone through. I don't want to go through it again in that time of deep depression and confusion following his death. And yet, it was from his death that has given me the life that I now get to live. I didn't like it. I don't want to go through it again. I pray Jesus comes back before my mom dies. But, like, um, uh, but from my dad's death came life. And I'm not just talking about Zeke, although that was a part of it. But the life of my friendship with you guys. The fact that I'm here today has directly, we got back from my dad's funeral, and uh, my friend Micah said, do you feel like Texas is home? And I said, ooh, I don't know. And so we entered in a time of fasting and prayer, and we answered no. And we 
came back up here and we didn't know what we were doing. And it was just a time of death. But without that life-changing thing, the life-shifting events in our lives, we wouldn't be able to see if we were going to follow Jesus or not. Like there's a cost to following him. Like it was through those hard times. I felt like God was saying plant a church. And when, when we planted, it started like a Bible study of like 70 people. And God said, not like this. So I said, okay, I'm going to step with you. And by the time we, plan- we started it, I think I knew of like, I knew my mom was going to show up and Mo had to be there. But I didn't know if anybody else was going to show up. And so we just kept on keeping on, just walking step by step. And you know what? I like Grace and Mercy Church a lot. I like what, who we get to be. And so sometimes blessings don't look like what we think they will look like. But there are uh, blessings. And since we can't earn them, and they don't always look like what we think they look like, we are blessed, um, we're blessed not to hoard all our blessings, but to, you know what, give them away. To give them away. We, can, we can't outgive God. We can't outgive Him. And those who fear the Lord know this, that it is better to give than receive. God fills us up and then we can work from that overflow. And we can, we can give away freely without worry. And this will help us be a better witness. The best way I can think of this is in, in preaching. Um, I never really realized this about, about preaching, but you know that you can just preach from knowledge? That you can read it and you can dial out your points and you can read from knowledge. I've heard many a pastor uh, just flex their education or their knowledge in sermons. And, um, and they, they can preach from what they've learned, not from an overflow. Or you can preach from experience. Like I've been preaching for, I don't know, five, six years now. I'm pretty sure that I could phone it in if I wanted to. Like I could just get up here and I could write a sermon and put it together. And I could just phone it in and that would, you, you guys might not even know. I would know. And I, I'll say this, I don't do that. I don't think in my entire time of preaching that I ever have. Or... You can do the hard work that it takes to preach from an overflow. Now, I'm using this for preaching because that's what I get to do in my life, but you can talk about it however you want to. An overflow means that your cup is full, and then whatever comes out is just the leftovers. Is the leftovers. And this is where I think that we get to try and live our life from, that in overflow, not from the reserves. And by the way, the more we give, the more we have, and the more the overflows there are to just bless others. We, to be able to be, to do this is a, is a blessing. And I pray that it is a, I pray that even like as I preach from an overflow, that it's a blessing to you guys as well. Cause like I've been tremendously blessed from the studies that I get to take part in and it's helped shape me a lot. And in this, I hope that you understand like we serve Jesus and as we pour out and as we do this, we get to take time to fill up each week and keep serving. And keep serving is the key point because you know what? If you just always try and do self, self and like keep it on yourself, you're never going to feel full ever. And so you get to pour out. And the more we serve Jesus, the more we can serve from this overflow. And uh, we are filled with blessings and then it pours out onto others. This prayer, it, it prays about three specific areas in our life that we'd like to have blessed. That our work will be blessed. 
that our marriage will be blessed, or I'd argue even if you're single and that's what God has for us, that that will be blessed, and that our kids will be blessed. And again, if you're single, like we can uh, look at like, we want generations beyond us to be blessed. We want all these areas of our life to work from blessing, and we want to see good things to come for those who work uh, work in our relationships and all this. We want blessings in them. Um, and I will say this, we don't want them to end with our generation. Not if we're following God, like we want them to continue on and on to see future generations blessed. And then we get into it and we have this phrase, the Lord bless you from Zion. Zion uh, is, is the place where God's glory dwells and his glory is blessed, best displayed in Christ in all that we can see or do. We have a New, trans, uh, New Testament translation of this verse could be, the Lord bless you in Jesus. The Lord bless you in Jesus. Not from Zion, but from Christ. All our blessings are a result of Jesus' grace and his goodness. And I, Mo and I listened to a book last night called All, of, all is Grace. And like, basically it's just saying like, all the blessings that we have, all of our life is just grace from Jesus. As we follow Jesus, we'll have hard times that won't feel like blessings. Think of all the people that betrayed Jesus, that belittled him, that didn't honor him, that sought ways to trick him and ultimately kill him. This is, this is who we're following. And when Jesus went to the cross, as we are walking to the cross, Jesus was crucified. And it's certainly uh, a crucifixion. I can't think of any way that would feel like a blessing. But as he gave his life, the blessing was ours. The blessing was his too, by the way. It was the joy that he did this. His blood takes away our sin. His righteousness, all the good that he did becomes, is credited to us on our behalf. His wholeness is given for our brokenness. He makes us clean through the defiling act of the cross. And in the end, he looks back and he says, this is for you. All of this, I did all of this for you. And it was most definitely worth it. But Jesus didn't just follow Jesus didn't just follow to death he did that but God blessed him with life again this resurrection life he rose again from the dead the blessing that we get to live with him uh, the blessing is is that we get to live with him forever I think of this 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 prayer Lord bless you from Zion our life is full of Jesus grace in our lives amen and we get saving grace, and we also get sustaining grace from Jesus. We get to put in the work of life, but that doesn't earn us a blessing. Only Jesus' gift does. If the blessing doesn't come from Jesus, then it's probably not that big of a blessing to begin with. The longer we follow Jesus and the less we focus on our blessings, the more we fear Him, the more we will see Jesus' grace at work in our lives and that is a tremendous blessing. So this has my, been my prayer for us. Let us, as grace and mercy, follow the road that God has for us. Follow Him diligently. Stay with Him. Let's not use God as a genie or a slot machine or get mad at Him when things don't go our way. Let's just get up and keep walking. One of these, uh, let's live into the identity that we are sons and daughters of God because of Jesus 
By the way, God is super rich. He created heaven and earth. He loves us and he wants good for us. And if we can just walk out of that identity, it would be amazing. And we can trust him and keep following him. And uh, in, in, in that, we get to leave the blessings. May, may they just lie where they are. May he figure out the blessings and how he wants to bless us. Um, I, I like this prayer a lot because it looks like the focus on blessings, but the more you follow Christ, you realize that the focus isn't on blessings, it's on Christ. And we get to follow him as we do that. So Jesus, I pray that we will learn to follow you in spirit and in truth. And God, we just um, ask that you will bless us and we leave the how you will bless us up to you. And so Jesus, uh, please be with us as we get ready to take communion. In Jesus' name, amen.